Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. Today we're joined by the gorgeous Lucy Plix. She's the founder of The Permission Slip, a manifestation mentor of infinite possibilities, a full moon gathering facilitator and a conscious connector. But most of all, she's the most kind and thoughtful friend that a girl could ever ask for. And she's my favorite sunflower, delivering her warmth and sunshine wherever she goes. So grab a cup of tea and join our chat with this beautiful English flower. Oh, a huge welcome to my gorgeous ray of sunshine, beautiful Lucy. Welcome to Hot Mess Goddess podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. We've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks now. (laughs) Finally, it's working. All in divine timing, as we know. (laughs) Of course. We were talking before we came on about how you were going to introduce yourself and the different labels people give themselves. So we may as well just go there straight away. (laughs) That's right. Who am I? Isn't that the biggest question in the world? And I know, as I said to you, there's so many things that I could say, but what does it actually mean for me and for others? And yeah, sometimes I think the whole life coach thing can be a bit vague or a bit wanky for some people. (laughs) And I do a lot of work around self-love. So I was like, you know, maybe I'm just a life coach and life and self-love coach. Then I also am like, maybe I just want to be known for being me and encouraging people to be themselves, whether it's in a business or obviously just themselves in their life. Who knows? Lucy may be the next Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) I accept you'll do it in such a beautiful, sunshiny way. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. We say as the rain is pouring with both of us right now, we can bring our own sunshine always. And you always do. And that's one thing I fucking love about you so much. And we had this beautiful sisterhood call on Tuesday night where we all got to, you know, say stuff about each other. And the words that were said about you made me cry. Like, how did you feel when women were saying that you are just such a beautiful friend and a beautiful sunflower? And I think Ray of Sunshine was mine for you. Did you embody all of those things? Oh, it made, it made me cry in so many ways. And I think this is what... I love about what I've really chosen to focus on in my work is embracing all the emotions, all of who I am and get to be and this journey through it all because I was sat there nervously laughing, trying to be like, oh my God, you know, the focus is on me and all these things that are being said about me. And I guess it got me thinking about feeling worthy of accepting those things and really hearing what people say as opposed to what you think they may be meaning about it. I cried because it was so touching. We spoke into the fact that I moved to Australia from the UK and apart from my son, I don't have any family with me here. So having sisterhood and communities that really love and support me and I get to sort of contribute in as well, you know, that got me emotional because connection is, especially right now, is so important to us and we can't always do it physically, but to feel that with people that were essentially all around the world and that call and feel so close to was incredible 
And yeah, how much it reminds me of what I see in others, because obviously it's always a reflection of ourselves as well, what others see in us. So it's just great to see yourself in different ways and have different words and language around that. So we all express ourselves differently. But yeah, just honouring that, like it's so powerful. It just really shows again how much that when you give, you receive. And I just think right now we're really all embracing the frequency of love for ourselves and for the planet and for each other. That was a powerful call and a great reminder, I think, of you know how important we all are and how important it is to make love in all its essence a priority because... Yeah, I'm still buzzing from the love bug from Tuesday. Oh my gosh, same. That's people that I haven't even connected with in person because that's what energy is all about as well, isn't it? So Yeah, and that was a Joe Dispenser exercise for the listeners. I'll put the link in the comments. Yeah, Go Love 20, I think it was. Go Love 20, it was too. Thank Mm. you. Yeah, super powerful. And so for me, I remember doing one of your courses and it was all about the self-love and getting in the shower and you can wash, there's so many things you can do to shift energy, but washing away crap from the day, but also you took it so much further about loving on your body and really nourishing your body, which so many of us rush around and just don't bother doing. Can you talk about how much you embody this stuff? Sure. So Yeah, let's love ourselves was the course. I think that in itself triggers a few people because we will quite easily love on everyone else and dish it all out. But there is something about, I think everyone in general, but a lot of the time women feeling like they can honor and love on themselves is a big thing. So I love to be able to show different ways of doing it in your everyday. So it's things that you're potentially doing anyway, and you can just be more present with them. So it's not feeling like an extra on your already ridiculously long to-do list. And that can be, like you say, when you're in the shower, just really mindfully, like, you know, when you go to a hairdresser and they just give you that beautiful head massage while you're having your hair washed. You know, you can do that to yourself in the morning while you're washing your hair. And even if you're not washing your hair, you can just run your fingers through your hair and close your eyes and just be in that moment for a few seconds even. And it's bringing you into presence. It's connecting you with your body. We are so outside of our bodies, rushing around in our heads, all the things we've got to do. Those little things are the things that everyone picks up on because they're like, you know what? I bought one of those head massages and it was the most you know, amazing thing that I invested in. And it was like a $3 item or something because they would look at it when they're in the shower, pick it up and use it. And it just, it makes you feel good. And what are the little things that make you feel good? And that also may have other benefits. I just put music on and you were saying before you came on this call, you can lose yourself in music. And it reminded me of a song from years ago that I haven't listened to. It's a real party song. Not only does it take me back to feeling more youthful because it was years ago that I'd have been listening to it. So it brought that energy back almost, but it was like you get to just really focus and be in the moment and lose yourself, shift energy in that movement. And yeah, dance like nobody's watching. I love that quote, but to be honest, I wouldn't care who's watching (laughs) because I've I've come that far, I think, with really just honoring myself and, um, and knowing actually how much that really allows others and gives them permission. So, you know, one of my big taglines in my business, and I guess my name is the permission slip and people resonate with that differently too. And I think we're so often we're waiting for permission and none of us need permission, but ultimately if you do feel like you require it, it's only ever from yourself. So give yourself permission to lose yourself sometimes or to take time out or whatever it might be on all ends of the emotional spectrum, just to honor yourself in that moment 
doesn't have to be a big thing. I think that's the thing that most people realize. They think to honor themselves, they have to really dedicate a lot of time and energy into making that happen. And they either don't value themselves enough to do that or they just don't know how to. So being able to say it's just little moments and the more you do it, you realize, wow, that felt good. I can do another little thing now and just add in the little bits. And um, it is, it's the little things that are the big things in life. So I I like to keep it simple, easy and fun. That is your whole nature. <laughs> and I think for some people it can feel really overwhelming too when you start to say you need to bring these practices in and nurture yourself and really nourish your energy and be mindful of your energy. And it's like, oh, it's all just too fucking hard. But when you really sit with it, like your course is a lot different to any other that I've dived into because it was just little things on a daily basis. And they were such little things. You know, even the undies, like, <laughs> you know, like chuck out all those old crappy ones that don't make you feel good. And you're just such little things that we can do to make ourselves feel better. And it just works. Like yeah. it's so it's simple, it works. Yeah, no one wants to feel like there's this amazing suggestion of have this beautiful routine, but you don't do it. So straight away, again, you get the guilts coming in and the not good enoughs and I didn't make time for myself and all these things of what you're not doing. And I just think focus on what you can do for yourself and just don't be so hard on yourself. Be kind to yourself. One of the other great exercises in that course that I know people love is, well, like we were saying earlier about, you know, receiving compliments and things, asking three friends to, you know, what three words come to mind when you think of me. And that can be a beautiful experience, but pleasure in all the senses. So again, just, you know, how can we be present? And so everyone's different. So sometimes to say to someone to sit down and meditate, the silence just frustrates them. But if they're doing something like active meditation and they can actually go for a walk and notice the colors or notice the sounds and muscles in the trees, or like I say, putting on a song, like to me, meditation is in the morning, just getting up and putting something on. So it, there's so many ways to me, the fun part is finding out what really works for you. That can be the biggest thing for someone to just change something small and make such an impact on their life. So yeah, sometimes we think it has to be such a big effort. And really, I think the beauty is in the little things. It absolutely is. And that's <laughs> what I love about the things you share as well, because it's just, you make time to go to the beach or to watch a sunset or to just really appreciate every little thing in your life. And you share that so frequently, which, you know, it's such an inspiration for others. It's like, oh God, yeah, it's such a good reminder. And yeah. we need that, you know, it's keep flooding our feeds with that gorgeous <laughs> ray of sunshine that you are, because it's so easy to get caught up in our day-to-day -day lives. And when you can take five minutes out of your day to watch a sunset, you know, whether it's with a glass of wine, whether it's with a cacao, like who cares what it's with, as long as it makes you feel good. That's right. And um, my whole journey, like this started... I guess when I became pregnant and I know a lot of people were telling me that I would essentially lose my identity. <laughs> it's not about you anymore, Lucy, you'll become a mom. And it's just all about your kids for pretty much 20 years. And, and I was so independent, love it. You know, so excited to be a parent, but I was so independent. I just thought, wow, I really didn't get that memo before I got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Is this really what happens? And it's like everyone looks at you as if say, yeah, well, we didn't get told. So we tell everyone after they get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but there's some people out there who I really see still doing all the things. There's no excuses. So another thing I, I remind myself of is life beyond our excuses because we all make them, but how are they really serving us? And so when that came across my path, I was like, okay, I don't want to be the selfish mum, but at the same time, I believe it will serve 
me and my family better if I I'm still me and I get to be me and a mum. And so I went on the journey of yeah, self <laughs> self development and ways of supporting my mental and emotional health. Because obviously we know it's such a big thing where we get lost and don't always feel supported, especially as women and and, and in parenting in general. It's just such a life change. So yeah, a lot of the people I was working with would have been quite a bit older than me, and I'm thinking, wow, they're coming to me for my wisdom. But essentially, it was women that were feeling so lost because their kids were teenagers and leaving home and their you know the the person that they traded themselves in for to be a mum was going to be a little bit more redundant now because they were off and doing their own thing and they had no idea who they were because they'd been an amazing mum so when we say like what is it that you enjoy what brings you joy what do you love to do every single answer would include their children which is beautiful, but there was nothing they were doing for themselves. And this is why it can be such a struggle for people to find anything to honor themselves and to acknowledge themselves and to be in their body and understand what feels good for them because they're so external all the time doing all these things to see the joy in their children or to see the success in their business. And it's such an external thing. I wanted to bridge that gap. I was like, okay, well, I want women to be reminded that they get to be themselves and the mum and that they get to lead the way in showing how to look after yourself and have boundaries and know your priorities and what they are for you as a couple, as a family, in your lifestyle and business or whatever they are. And just to keep working with and adjusting that because there is no set way of doing anything. And I think that's the other thing when you become a parent or whenever you start a business or anything, you think it has to be done a certain way. And, you know, we're rebellious, right? So we've realized this <laughs> that we are. Structures. And there's rules and there's things and they work and they have, you know, their benefits. But a lot of the time, you just have to honor what works for you, which is why it comes back to those simple little things. Just because a book tells you that this is like the most magic thing for me, it may not be for you right now. Maybe something you pick up later on, which I think is incredible too. Um, so many things I've learned over the years I just didn't understand at the time or, you know, I wasn't open-minded enough. And now I'm like, oh, actually that sounds you know, like that would really suit me right now. And it just, I'm glad it was in my little sort of toolkit or library, so to speak. Yeah. So that's been great for me to just remind people to prioritize their values and how they want to feel. We always get to choose. And that's another thing that can be triggering sometimes because there's some situations where we think I am chosen to be in this Yes. Situation. But you get to choose how you feel about it. You get to choose who you ask to help you within that. There's lots of ways that we get to choose to support ourselves better, but also not be too proud to ask for help. Yeah. I, I certainly spent years feeling like a victim of my circumstances. I couldn't change anything. It was all external, exactly like you said. Mm. And then also one day things just come into your realm. It's always divine timing, right? You may have heard of it years ago and it's like, yeah, that's just a load of shit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, this is the best thing I've ever, oh God, yeah, okay, I saw that years ago. Oh, well, you know, it just everything comes back for you at the right time. I love that so much. And another thing that you do that really inspires me is part of all that mindfulness, even with food, like I love the way that you embrace your food and because everything's energy, right? So the energy that you put into your food when you're cooking and the energy that you put into your food when you're eating, you don't just go, oh 
crap, you know, I'm busy. I've got to stuff this down so I can get on to the next thing. You actually really take that time to, it's another part of your daily ritual is to really honor the food and the nutrients and everything, even if it's not nutritious, the yumminess that's going into your body and every part of that. I, I love that. Everything comes back to being present, even if it's just a few minutes, like you say, rush. Sometimes we do have to quickly make meals or whatever, but you can still be with it (laughs) and you'll get more from it. You'll get more nutritional value. You'll get more enjoyment. I think for some reason, there's just been a stigma around pleasure and what that means and if we're worthy of that. And I just think there's pleasure in everything because if you think of joy or what that means for you or enjoyment, you go out for dinner because I enjoy spending time with my friends or I make a beautiful meal because I enjoy cooking or I enjoy eating. We like the idea of it, but do we really surrender to being in it and with it and present with it? And that's the missing piece a lot of the time because you're either on the side of guilty I shouldn't have had that or... I wish I'd have had that and I didn't instead of just being with whether you decided to have something or not (laughs) Yeah, and being okay with that. Like it's a beautiful experience. Obviously it's great to be, you know, mindful of our health. We don't want to be eating rubbish food for the sake of it. It's not going to fuel us, but there is so much enjoyment in, you know, I miss such an English thing like afternoon tea and things. My mum posts blooming pictures of her cakes all the time on Facebook. And I'm just like, just, just to have one of it. But the thing is, I, I've had that experience and I can visualize eating, tasting, smelling those butterfly cakes or whatever they might be, right? I can just, I can have that moment right now. And that's such a blessing, right? And no calories. <laughs> oh, that is a bonus because my mom dropped off a whole plateful to me last week and I got the, the enjoyment and the calories. <laughs> You know, that's the thing, like, it's what those things mean to you. And if you focus on it, meaning all the negative stuff that you shouldn't be having it and it's going to make you, dare I say it, fat or whatever, all these things that you tell yourself or are you just going to be with it and enjoy it and and everything that's with it? I think that's the thing we focus on. Yeah, people might focus on a calorie. I don't even know what a calorie is. I could never do a calorie counted diet. What? Where do you even start? I'm just like, I either eat it or I don't. <laughs> So to me, it's experience. It's everything, everything around that. The people that I'm with, the place that I'm at, you know, one of our beautiful friends and I, you know, we all have a love for say Italy or whatever. It's like you're there, you can smell things, you can hear the bustle, you know, you're drinking a nice crisp wine or whatever. Like it's just, to me, it's the experience and allowing yourself to be in it. Because I think that's the other thing. I've been doing a lot of work on manifesting And it's about believing you already have those things. So if you know how that feels, it's easier to attract it and be in it. But so many people have done that middle piece because they're just like, oh, I I think it's like this. They don't allow themselves to really embody it. Yeah, you are definitely the manifesting goddess of our circle of friends. You even have to just think, you have to be really careful, actually. We've laughed about that. It's like, oh, shit, I better not think that. It's going to happen like tomorrow. Oh, and that's, that is the other thing. But I find, I find that fun too. Initially, I was a bit freaked out about it because I was like, whoa, thoughts become things. I was thinking about that too the other day. This all came past my path with Mike Dooley, who I trained with recently, and he's had a business called type.com, which is the universe talks and it's thoughts become things. And it's just, it's all about, yeah, manifesting. But what I love is his little quotes that come out, you know, they're pretty deep because they're about, you know, the universe, whatever, but it's, it's in such a humorous, lighthearted way. So that's the fun part. 
I love that it, he makes it sound so easy, well, the universe, it's so easy because it is like if we just, and you read them and you're like, well, of course. But then you think, gosh, I make things so hard to manifest in real life a lot of the time because, uh, and there are daily things. So I love that. And then when I went deeper into it in the course, I was like, I do this. And what was really powerful, and I think for anyone listening out there that's just like, I don't know how to manifest. I've been manifesting my entire life before I even knew how to manifest. I, you know, I came from the UK and I traveled around the world and I ended up in New Zealand and here. And, and I look back at all the things where I would give myself a timeline and, you know, I'd be in a hostel knowing that I wouldn't be able to stay in this place until next week. So I'd give myself a week to find somewhere to live. And within that week, I would always find somewhere. And then I was like, oh, I'll play with this. What if I actually said two days next time instead of a week and something would come up in two days? Whatever we ask for is delivered. But sometimes we, you know, reality, we think it needs to have more steps in it or it needs to have more time or whatever it might be. But just play with it sometimes because it, it really is simple. We love to overcomplicate things, which is oh why, my gosh, again, yeah, that's our human. I post it of simple, easy, fun. <laughs> I just, well, I, I actually just say on my mirror, it gets to be easy and fun, and it just reminds me because complicated things come up, and you're like, how am I going to deal with this? So yeah, shake it off. It gets to be easy and fun. What would the easy and fun part of me do <laughs> right now with this? Yeah, we're all we all have the power to manifest. Well, here's the thing, like we are all manifesting from the moment we are born. And if we're not even aware of what we're manifesting, you know, we all create our lives. And sometimes it's like, oh, you know, your thoughts are so negative and everything around you is negative. And so you're just stuck in that negative hole almost that you're just creating more of it. You are manifesting whether you realize it or not. So you may as well play and have fun with it and make it a game. And it's all real. And I think that was the other huge thing for me is perspective and being with like, of course, whatever thoughts come up are real for you. There are negative moments, sad times, challenging events. And initially that is what it is. (laughs) Like you can't pretend to go, oh, just laugh it off and it just disappears. Um, yeah, we've tried that. It doesn't work. Oh gosh! And like, and I think that's another issue. A lot of people think to just do that, but again, you're missing steps because to do that, you're actually ignoring an issue or suppressing it. So initially, I did a lot of work around helping women release suppressed emotions because it was making them sick and it was coming up in other areas of their life because we push it to one side and we go, oh no, I've got to put my happy face on and I've got to deal with this with the kids or I've got to do this at work. And that's a practical point because sometimes we can't deal with it in the moment, but layering and layering and layering and never dealing with that is not good. The beauty of doing the work is that you go, well, that's crazy, but what can I do to get through this? Um, What lessons are here? I know we've worked together for a few years now in, in that deep inner work where you get to explore things and be like, wow, you know, what, what could this mean and what am I not seeing? So that was where I was going, sorry, perspective. How I'm seeing things right now is, you know, what I'm seeing. But what if, and this is where when you work with coaches or speak with friends and things and they, sh- they show you what you're looking at from a totally different perspective and it is a totally different picture that they see and you're like, wow, okay, I wasn't seeing it like that. It'll be exactly the same thing, that's right. And, and you just like, ooh, that you know, it makes, and some people can do it the other way. They can tell you their perspective in the negative Nelly scenario and be like, oh, but be careful because this could happen and this could happen. And, you know, that was the other thing. It used to be like, you know what, if I think of the worst case scenario, everything else is better. Everything else is a bonus. 
But if I held on to that worst case scenario, well, that's what I'm going to manifest. If you, if you see that worst case scenario and accept that you don't want that, or that's a possibility, but it's not what I'm choosing, that's where the energy gets to be different because what are you putting your energy into and it's what you want. So that was huge for me to think, wow, my head is only seeing certain things and other people's perspectives. And that's why judgment too has been a huge thing for me, non-judgment, because I'm only judging on what I see and believe. And so for me to judge someone else, that's purely from like my perspective, but their perspective is probably totally different. So often we just have so many chances to learn things that actually serve us better, make us feel better, make us feel more human and like we're not different to other people because, you know, what are we judging? A lot of the time we're judging what we feel we aren't um, as opposed to celebrating what we are. And so that was another thing that I decided to change my focus on. You know, don't worry about all the things that you can't do, don't like doing, don't want to do, rebel rebel coming out again. (laughs) Yeah. And just really focus on what you enjoy. Yeah, like you said earlier, I go to the beach and a lot of people love going to the beach, but they don't choose to go to the beach sometimes. That's their choice because we get to choose. But that's something that's important to me and I do it. I know it probably triggers some people because they don't live by the beach, but I chose to live here. And because I live here, I make it a priority as often as I can, because it's such a luxury for me to do that. So it makes you feel good. Just back to the really simple, basic things. I don't live near the beach at all. Like I'm a country girl and I have, I'm surrounded by these beautiful rolling hills and you know, it's where the man from snowy river was filmed. It's such incredible country. And I get to choose that. I like calling you and hearing all the birdies that sound like an English garden. So again, it takes me back to my homeland and things, which I lived in the middle of England. So I think that's why I love where I am by the beach, because again, the beach to me as a child growing up was two weeks of the year, or maybe a little bit more as, as holiday with my parents and things, which was beautiful memories, exploration, like my values are connection, adventure, spontaneity, new, newness, like learning new things. I thought you were going to say nudity. I'm going, oh, <laughs> Well, you know, a bit of that too, but it's, you know, those are things that that's why when I go to that beach for a walk, it's not just, oh, I'll go to the beach for a walk. It's just all the memories and all the feeling connected and feeling, obviously feeling in touch with nature and things, but it's all those other memories that I love to reconnect with. So it's finding that for you, what that might be. Yeah. And another that's just bringing back to something that we mentioned earlier is that whole I think you and I have both been accused of the fake positivity almost or pretending that our lives aren't terrible in moments where they have been really mm. fucking hard. Yeah. And yeah, that that really hit us for a while. We were we were getting accused of just pretending that life was good when it wasn't. And it's because we choose to focus on the good. Like I'm lucky enough, not lucky enough because I've done the work to be able to shift things really quickly. And that was what came up in the um, sisterhood circle the other night was that one of the things they loved about me is that I can work through stuff really quickly. And it's because I used to stuff it all down for years. You know, after my best friend died, I remember just going, well, nothing ever can be this bad ever again. So I just you know, it doesn't, didn't matter what it was, husband cheating, whatever. It's like, eh, wasn't as bad as my friend dying. She'll be right. You know, that typical Aussie attitude. And I just stuffed it all down and pretended, you know, I didn't feel it. I didn't allow myself to, I drank it away or I smoked it away or whatever I chose to do at the time. Now I allow myself to really feel it deeply, acknowledge it, thank it for whatever message it's giving me because whatever emotion you feel, I love that about our emotions. Like they are just the most beautiful guidance system that we can ever have. Like what a gift to be born with emotions. 
And so I thank it and I get the messages from it and I move through it so quickly and, and manage to come out the other side. And yeah, life's not always rosy, but I love the fact that we can see the gift in whatever's happening and move through it. And yeah, or like we're just those beings of light, aren't we? We love the light and we love the sunshine and I don't like staying down in the depths for long. No. And that's why we were saying, you know, we get to choose and taking the perspective of that as well. We get to choose to honour ourselves in those moments. And like I say, to just, if you need a day off or, or some time out or whatever it is that you need to do to honour that, and if you need to reach out for help or listen to something that will inspire you or whatever it might be, but we get to choose our happiness. And what gets me is is people feeling like they have to be a certain way and, and it's not what they truly feel. So a bugbear of mine has always been the fake it till you make it. And again, you can take a different perspective. Oh, yeah. Nothing shits me more than that one. To me, I like to think of courage till you make it, I guess. Like you've got to be brave and you've got to have the courage to make that first step or to decide that you're going to try something new or do it a different way or step out on stage and sing or whatever. Like it's, it's a courageous moment. It shouldn't feel like a fake moment. And, and then the other issue is that people continue to fake as opposed to think, oh, okay, so I was courageous in that first moment and I had never been that person, but now I've experienced that as that person. So you're not faking anymore. You're, you're doing it however you want to be doing it. And then, yeah, you've got, if you're going to keep it growing and evolving, you're always going to be sort of going in that next step. But I think, you know, what's hard is when people have been so used to faking, they don't, they don't know who they are. And that's when it's like, yeah, it's just really hard for them to be who they truly are because, you know, people will find out who I really am. And, and being you helps make it so much easier and fun again in everything because you won't feel like you have to be fake if you're around people that love you for who you are. You won't feel like you have to be fake if you are just accepting that I'm growing and I'm not, I'm not at this level yet of whatever people expect of me, but this is where I'm at. This is what I can contribute. This is what I know. Um, and this is the skills that I have. And, you know, you're, you're honored and celebrated for that as opposed to you feel like, oh, I've got to pretend that I can do this or you know, success, it, it just drives me crazy, you know, and I got stuck with this because I was just, I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I have to be this fake person to have what they have when I know that behind the scenes, they're not happy. So why yes. would I be striving for that? And then I look at it and I think if anyone's going to take anything from actors and famous people, or, you know, if money's the thing, they all say money does not bring happiness. You've got to take yourself along for the ride. You can't be someone else and hope when you get there that it's what you dreamed and desired because you left yourself behind. Like you're not even on the beautiful desert island with yourself because it's this, yeah, it, I just, I find it really interesting. And so now, you know, I am successful and I have my dream life every day, but it's pretty minimal and it's pretty, I don't know how to describe it, but I, I love my space. It's very nourishing. I love that where I live because I could be in a million dollar property on the beach or I could be where I am. And to me, it would not feel different because it's, it's how I experience the space and choose to be in it. Um, but most recently with me doing this manifesting course and really getting into, you know, essentially how do you want to feel? And money is energy and abundance is all the things. And it's been beautiful over the last few weeks to receive in abundance those beautiful words on that call the other night. You know, people coming back to me that have worked with me and shown how they've impacted their own life, their family, their community. 
things come across my path now that are opportunities that bring abundance in so many different ways because what I really articulated and embodied was how I want to feel in my environment and in in experiences with people because again it comes back to my values my values are experiences connection spontaneity um you know fun and laughter and you can have all of that with lots of money or not and it's not saying that i would never need the money to do it because obviously you know i love beautiful things and i love hopefully we'll be able to do it again too but travel and all of those things but essentially yeah it's um it's always comes back to those feelings and they're priceless and so it's just again what is what is luxury to you what is paradise to you what is feeling bliss and love to you and have the spectrum of all the things that are free and around you already and have it up to you know and it's the same thing with the lack or abundance you can choose to feel like you're in lack or you can choose to look around you and go well look at all the things I do have and look at my beautiful family even though they might be giving you the shits on the day like you can choose how to look at it however you want and that just brings us back to the whole when you were talking about faking it before Mm. because how many of us like I know even working in radio for six years I still felt like a fraud and it all comes back to the self-love exactly right back where we started in this conversation (laughs) because it takes that love on yourself and love within yourself to just go do you know what I'm not perfect at anything and I'm never going to be or maybe I will be at certain things and that's okay. Yeah. You know, you don't have to beat yourself up on the inside and feel like a fraud. And a lot of my friends are coaches and mentors and whatever those labels are, you'd like to call them. And even they feel like a fraud sometimes because they might have a really shitty day where they're just on the floor, bawling their eyes out in an absolute mess. And they're going, well, who am I to call myself a coach? Because look at me, you know, and it all become robots if that wasn't the case. <laughs> I know. Like, and that's another thing I love about you is you're not afraid like I've been on so many calls with you where you've burst into tears you know and you've expressed yourself and and you're just not afraid to do that and then you know half an hour later here you are just nourishing yourself you embody everything that you teach you're allowed to feel you're allowed to express and you're allowed to you you just that's one of the things you definitely are not the fake it till you make it tight because you do embody absolutely everything that you preach. And how beautiful would it be if everyone felt safe to do that? Like in that space that we have and, you know, when I, when I host events and things, that is my aim for people to feel safe to express themselves however they want, all their quirks or whatever. And I just, I hope that, as we move forward, people feel more and more safe with themselves to express quietly how they feel. And hopefully they surround themselves with people that they feel safe with. And if if you feel like now you think about people in your world and you wouldn't feel like you could express yourself with them, think about that. Because we're all humans and everyone is probably feeling the same. Sometimes it's just that vulnerability of yourself that brings down the walls of other people that you're also struggling with too. So it's great to be in these realms. And I'm like, I feel so safe here. But then I think some people can feel intimidated 
because of their own limits they put on themselves or their own expectations. So emotion is a big thing, as we know, you know, men not expressing, but so many women don't either. So like, oh, I've got to keep going, keep going, like we were talking earlier about the suppressing our emotions and things. So that's where I think self-love is really important in creating a safe space for yourself. Even when we were talking earlier about those little moments in the shower if that's where you cry because you're already in water and it just feels you know so good to release I'd every full moon I fill a bath and I just release whatever it might have been that's come up and I just visualize it all disappearing as the bath empties and you know disappearing wherever it needs to go because I didn't need to hold on to it anymore and I do that as a monthly ritual because sometimes I forget through the month you know it's sometimes everything just comes over you and you just can't help it but we all do it and but I just think the point is to just be mindful of checking in with yourself and allowing all of that and when you were saying earlier too I was thinking of the quote where and it's so relevant right now with everyone being obviously having our freedom compromised as such but being on your own or alone time is it loneliness or is it freedom and again I am a people person I love connection so there's times when I feel lonely <laughs> you know I'm like where is everyone in the world I just want to hug I just want to be in the energy of others but then there's other times when I walk along the beach and I feel like I'm on my own private island and I'm like how luxurious and free is this and it's exactly the same moment and I can feel both of those things but I get to choose again how I want to feel in that moment and what really serves me and I just think that's the being human part it's allowing that there's moments when I feel lonely and then what do I get to do about it I get to reach out and ring somebody or put on a podcast because this is what's great about these podcasts hopefully everyone listening is feeling like Sally and I having a cup of tea or cacao or drink of water or whatever glass of wine with you right now and being with you wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, because community and connection comes in so many different ways. And I just think that's another thing. You may be so introverted, you don't want to go out. Um, you know, I'm, I've learned to really embrace my introvert. I always thought I was like life of the party, extrovert, energized person, which is a lot of who I am. But then I've been doing a lot of work around, you know, personalities and characteristics and um, star signs and things and I'm a cancerian I'm a nurturer I'm a homebody and I do love my own space and so at this time initially like I say when I was like oh I'm, I can't see people my whole business is about <laughs> connection and bringing people together and consciously connecting with yourself and others and feeling confident around other people and now like none of that <laughs> I have to do it online but again it's like well you can do it online it's just different and you, again it was a real good ex exercise of okay I get to choose how much I connect with other people how how does that make me feel can I visualize I can remember what it's like to hug people and I get to feel that you can self-hug self-hugging is beautiful too. and just holding your face or you know when we do a lot of meditation we put our hand on our heart and our belly and we can just feel our breath and feel ourselves and I think we forget the little things like that too where it can just really nurture yourself and yeah women we're cyclic we're a roller coaster of emotions all the time and it's a blessing it is such a blessing for us to really honor that and be with those emotions and be with that those seasons of our life because they allow us to connect in with and celebrate all those elements celebrate our alone time and our hibernation time when we don't want to be around people <laughs> because yeah the point is just rest and um, and honor that and then there's the times when we're more creative i know in business 
you can get these blocks thinking, oh, I need to have these ideas. And you can spend all day trying to force creativity. And yet there's times in our cycle when it just blows and you could just be doing all of those creative parts for your, for your month or whatever. And times when you're just in full action mode and you can get everything done. It's like you just have so many more hours in the day. And it's just acknowledging that. And when you do, it just it's like this magic superpower. And it's so funny because whenever I talk about it, a lot of women go, oh, closure is husband or whatever. I'm like, no, you guys need to know this even more because you'll understand why we're crazy every time, every month <laughs> at certain points. And you'll understand when they, you know, maybe get a bit more connection times and I think it's it's really powerful and that I what I love is a lot of people are and guys who have daughters and things like that or whatever are wanting to understand and support better with these things because yeah we need to express and honor our emotions a lot more um, and our energy it's powerful and it helps us all to have that easy and fun life that we are still striving for. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah because I grew up as the only granddaughter, the only female in my family. So it wasn't until I found this online sisterhood that you were a part of where I met you and so many other beautiful women that I now connect with. And I have learned so much and I didn't even like, I'm going, oh my God, I'm on a call with women and they're talking about periods. This is fucked up. This is gross. Like, oh my God. And, and now <laughs> I know. And it's through this that I've been able to be a much better mum to them. Like I have learned so much through this beautiful sisterhood and the connections that I have with all these incredible women like yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's given me permission to feel normal too and understand what a cycle even was and not beat myself up for what's that fucking time of the month you know I don't want to feel like this and so I watch my daughter now and you know whether she's just going she bursts into tears I'm on my period and it's like that's okay honey (laughs) that is so perfect that you feel like that yeah, we and get to honor you know, that now. There's a reason why we all go crazy and full moon and our own full moon and those things. And, and then people say to me, You believe in that? And I'm like, You believe in what you like. <laughs> I know what I feel. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, it's just honoring and embracing wherever you're at. Only, there's only you that can feel your feelings. And I think that's the other really powerful thing. People, you know, we can blame others for how they make us feel. And of course, again, circumstances like, oh, but we are choosing how we feel in that moment, how we respond to it. Again, it all comes back to, you know, what's real right now and how do I want to feel? I think that's, you know, the questions that we need to ask. Be real with yourself. Like you say, oh. express these emotions. I'm angry, <laughs> really angry. <laughs> it's okay. I think shame is one of the lowest vibrations emotionally. So we don't want that. So we don't express our anger. But that's, you know, being angry is actually better than being in shame. (laughs) Well, it absolutely is. As long as we don't project it onto someone, because have you ever had that anger projected onto you? And it's like, you made me feel like this. No, you just didn't allow yourself to feel like that. Probably from something that happened earlier or last week or 10 years ago. But it's just, yeah, it's just. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all okay. Um, but I think always come back to how do I want to feel? And it may be later that day, it may be the next day, but um, just honoring yourself with that. And like you say, just be mindful that if you're not in a good mood, don't put yourself around other people. 
<laughs> unless there are people that are make you feel better because I definitely have those friends that I could ring. Like this morning when we got on our call, straight away, we just get to laugh about something and it doesn't matter what's been going <laughs> My daughter filming me dancing with my <laughs> eyes closed and then sending it to all her friends. And me saying that I had to have a nervous poop before I came on today. <laughs> Real talk, people. You know you do it. You know you do it. And I think it's well, the thing. Like when when we were talking about that, like I was furious that my daughter would do that to me. And the emotions that came up, they weren't hers. They were my emotions from my traumas from probably thirty years ago to deal with. And I got angry and whatever else I did. And and then now I can completely laugh about it because I realized those emotions that came up had nothing to do with her at all. They were all my own traumas to bring up and release. And it was perfect that she did that and allowed me to bring up those shadow aspects. Like, I love it. Even if it it had gone viral, Sally, everyone would have been like, I am that person. I relate to Sally. I am that. (laughs) And that's the other thing, right? We just, we hide so much of what is us and what really connects and relates with other people because we think it's silly right? So it comes back to that, you know, how are you having fun? It can be dancing crazy. There's so many different ways you can be having fun. We get so caught up on what, again, what people think of us. My my wounded little girl definitely came out this morning because (laughs) going, how could you do that to me? Like, you know, I felt embarrassed. I felt the shame, all those things, you know, that my little girl was feeling because my eyes were closed. And she said, but I thought you were joking because you had a smile on your face. And I said, I was in joy releasing energy and you just made fun of me. Like I seriously went back to being that little girl and that's okay too. Like, she could I'm have also been shame. super proud and be like, look how cool my mum is. She should have been. <laughs> I had the moves. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I think someone said to me as well the other day, they're like, you're such a cool mum. I'm like, I don't set out to be a cool mum. I just want to be me and hopefully I don't embarrass Eddie too much. But he's so he's so independent and quirky and stubborn and all the delicious things as well that I love that he just is. And I just think I'd rather that than be, you know, and again, this is not a judgment, but the mum that feels like they can't be themselves and show how they enjoy life and aren't worried about what other people think there's being respectful and all of those things of course but at the end of the day I don't want to feel like things were restricted and too beige and too boring and you know Eddie calls me boring at times don't you know I'm like really like we're doing the most fun thing we're old come on I know right in his perspective he's just like whatever but Again, he expresses that. So I know, well, he's not having fun right now. So let's change it up. What else can we do? And I love that he he expresses himself and sometimes it triggers me, but that's a good thing because I'm like, oh, like I want to know how you feel. And I think this is where in relationships and friendships a lot, things can build because we're not, we're just not having those tough conversations. We've had these conversations too where, people are just not honest with themselves and they're certainly not honest with other people for fear of what that may mean. I've had the toughest conversations with people because I just had to get my ego out of the way and be like, oh, like, and again, perspective. They're seeing a situation very different to what I'm seeing. So even Eddie as a five-year-old can be seeing our situation from his like innocent little child eyes. And I'm here with safety or whatever else it might be in the back of my head. 
and you just think, well, unless I express what I'm seeing and you express what you're seeing and then where that meets or doesn't for us to understand each other better, there's going to be conflict. <laughs> there's going to be misunderstanding. Misunderstanding, yep. So it's just things like that have been great for me too as lessons for myself and where I get caught up because we're always in our own head. So we're always beating ourselves up or feeling like, are we blaming others for a situation? Well, that happened because they did or said this, but again, they may not have been meaning it in that way. And so I think being brave and courageous again to understand better, understand where other people are at and what they're going through. Um, I saw a visual, I think, yesterday where it was like a cartoon with a guy lying down and he's got this big rock on his back and then he's holding the hand of a lady who's fallen off the edge of this cliff and in this cliff there's like an opening and there's a snake and like she's thinking, why is he not pulling me up? Why is he not stronger? But he's like in so much pain with this rock on his back and he's thinking, why is she not helping herself up? And she's being like attacked by this snake. And it's like, we don't know what's going on for other people. And we're trying the best we can to be there for others. And sometimes if we understood the background a little bit better, because we were vulnerable enough to share and be honest with our emotions or what's going on, then it changes. It changes the energy. It changes how we can best support each other in that deeper understanding. And it helps us to grow so and, and grow together. I think, you know, I, the, the people that I've been willing to have tough conversations with myself and then them with has brought so many other lessons, so much relief <laughs> because yeah. of things again, when we said about suppressing things, you carry so much because what you do, you don't even just start with the thing. You then think of all these other things around it that it could be. So when we were saying about worst case scenario, all the things, and we're just in assumption mode. <laughs> Instead of just saying to the person, hey, this is how I'm seeing it. Is that what happened? Um, I think Brene Brown talks about this too. And I know someone else that did training with it. It was just like, wow, it sounds so simple. But it's something that we get so caught up in because we don't ask a question and we don't get greater understanding around what something is. And yeah. <laughs> like- it all comes back to communication and just being honest with yourself and with others and coming from that place of love, always back to love rather yeah. than blame. Like we've had some of these conversations ourselves and from each side, it's come from a place of love. And so we've grown from that. It's never come from a place of blame or anything like that. And that's what I love. So yeah, it's another thing that you've taught me that I'm so grateful for. So thank you. What would love do? That was something else I came across the other day and you can kind of riff on it. So like you do, you may start started doing gratitudes, you know, like in the morning, this is what I'm grateful for. Um, and again, adjust that however works. Some people write pages and pages in a journal. I love to be in the shower and just be thinking things like I'm a very environmental person. So I will visualize and I'll see things. Oh, I'm grateful for my view or I'm grateful for how, you know, this beautiful cup of tea or whatever it might be felt really good because it's bringing in the word love and the vibration and frequency of love. So even if people write love on their water bottle or have notes that say love in it, it's just all things that reaffirm that energy for us. And so to say, I love it when I love it when the sun's shining, I love it when Sally pops up on my newsfeed. I love it when um, I get to go for a walk at the beach. I love it when my son finishes school and runs up to me and gives me a cuddle. Like I love it when which is something that seemed to really flow and just feel so good. I love it when I cry, allow myself to cry and it feels better afterwards. You know? I love it when I say no and I just actually have some time out to myself. So, you know, an honouring and a gratitude but bringing in that love. It's been a really powerful journey for me to just keep coming back to embodying all this work. As you said earlier, there's so much we can learn 
But if we keep it external, it's never going to change anything. So it's really wearing it and being in it and feeling it. To work out what works for you in, and the willingness and the vulnerability is huge. But um, I'm excited because I'm sort of working on something, a, a new energy around my work. And what came to me, because a lot of people are expressing Lucy and like sunshine and a little sunflower. And, and I, am a, I am like a flower. I don't know if it's growing up in England where you're just like, oh my God, the sun's out. Everyone get out. <laughs> shorts on. Let's, let's embrace it. It's six degrees, but we're in our shorts. <laughs> Living in Australia, it's kind of a distraction because it's most of the time the weather's pretty good. But I was thinking sunshine siestas for the soul. And siestas, again, being from Europe and things, I guess, um, not that we do it in England, but a siesta to me, I just think as women, I want us to all embrace our inner siesta. So the times when the heat of the day or those moments where you're in the heat of the moment or you're just overwhelmed or there's just so much going on, how can you have a little mini siesta for yourself, for your soul? And that might be that five minute making a cup of tea. It might be that, you know, just standing outside and getting some fresh air. And to me, that really resonated in honoring ourselves, but in a way that just feels practical. Because, I mean, that's worked in Europe for years because, yeah, heat of the day, but it also helps people to rest and reconnect as a family and whatever else they do. And I think, you know, we're big on rituals. I like, don't think of something as another thing on the to-do list. It gets to be a ritual and something you really honour and, and enjoy. And, again, that can be whatever it is. It could be a different ritual you choose every day. It could be a list of a few things that you go through. Everyone works differently. And I just... Yeah, I call you to think of what would be your inner sunshine, what warms you up, what makes you feel vibrant and light. There's a lot that makes us feel heavy. Yeah. We're carrying a lot. We're doing a lot. And the essence of being is feeling light. What a beautiful uh, note to finish mm -hmm. up on, like just mm -hmm. what makes you feel light and love. How perfect. I feel good right now. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> It's been such an honor to have you on today. Like you're one of my dearest friends. That's what I love about what I get to do too, right? Talk to everyone I love that has so much wisdom to share. Like I feel like Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Lucy. And we'll put in the show notes how to reach you, but you may as well let us know how we can reach you too. My Facebook or uh, website is thepermissionslip.com.au or yeah, the permission slip on Facebook. Yeah, some exciting things to come if you're wanting to find simple ways, yeah, of loving on yourself, honouring yourself, finding that sunshine and keeping it real, you know, and real can be fun and beautiful in the hot mess goddess. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Lucy. Love yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd be ever so grateful if you'd share the love, subscribe, rate and review so others can find us too. Much love.